to another episode of Title Talk. I'm here with LB, Outdoors. What's going on, LB? How are you today, good sir? You know, I'm doing all right, LB. You know, I, I uh, we were just talking about watching the games and, you know, how we've kind of been sad. So I've been watching, like, I've been, I've been watching the games, but I haven't been re-watching the games and digesting and spending a bunch of time. Because you know what? If you're two and five, I'm not spending my time, I'm not wasting my, my perfectly valuable <laughs> life and my perfectly valuable time and money on me watching you stuck. I'm just not going to do it. So I'm not doing that good, LB. And like even Brady owning doesn't make it better. I still not feel good about it. So what, how are you doing, LB? What's going on? So, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, so uh, you, you didn't want to rewatch that 49ers game, huh? I'm a little surprised uh, you didn't want to rewatch that one. Or rewatch that final drive versus Buffalo. That was a fun time. I was yeah, telling you, know, you so. Like, I, was, I, I was so excited. Like, I went over to my mom's house. I was like, "Hey, everybody, put it on the Patriots game. Let's 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 check this out. Let's. This is a classic Patriots comeback. Cam's gonna do it." And then it was fun for about two minutes, and then it just all went to it all went to crap real fast. That fumble was brutal. It was a good football game, and then all of a sudden, you know. Just awful. Just awful. I, I don't know what was worse, the fumble or, or Juwan Bentley. Oh, my gosh. We, there, there's just so much bad we could talk about, OB. There's just like, if you're a self-loathing Patriots fan like us, because, you know, we gotta, we're going to compare us. We're just fans just like you, you know. I, I, I get upset. And if we're, we're self-loathing, we just always talk about the Patriots. And when they, you know, we, when they stink, we talk about it. When they're good, we talk about it. We're always here. We are still here, LB. And there's like a lot of housekeeping items to get to here that the Patriots that just happened. Because there was a big thing that happened Tuesday, LB. And no, it wasn't the presidential election. You know, even though <laughs> Isaiah Wynn got elected president, it was that there was a trade deadline. And we can get into that a little bit. Because the Patriots really didn't do much of anything besides trade for a wide receiver that uh, some people on Twitter are calling Randy Moss Jr. now. So let's talk about it, LB. The Patriots, you know, we talked about before how, you know, they would be, they might, this deadline would probably like tell us a lot about what the Patriots were going to do going forward. And I personally thought that they would be sellers. And I, I thought that, that it would take a little less to trade for Stephon Gilmore, but from what we've heard, you know, the Patriots were not, they weren't selling, but they were listening to just about everyone on the roster. And they kind of wanted a first round pick and more for Stefan Gilmore. They didn't get anything. And they, and all three times that, you know, teams have talked about Stefan Gilmore, they've got nothing more than a, than a two right now. So I don't know if this is still going to be the get the Gilly locks last season in New England. It's, I mean, maybe they just keep them because they like them. Maybe he just stays. I don't know. But right now, he's on the team. The Patriots didn't trade for anyone. And they also didn't trade Joe Tooney, which I love to see LB because here's the thing that a lot of Patriots fans and a lot of people don't get. The Patriots have all this awesome cap space next year, but the cap space doesn't represent good players unless you actually sign the good players. And the Patriots have a really good player. His name's Joe Tooney. 
and they drafted him. And I would just love to see him just pay Joe Tooney because David Andrews is a free agent too, LB. So you have David Andrews and Joe Tooney. What are you going to pay David Andrews? He's had these blood clots. God bless him. He's an awesome player, but now he's breaking his fingers and missing games. And Joe Tooney's been like the rock at left guard this entire time. So I would, he's, he can play left tackle. He can play right tackle. He can play center. He can play guard. We just pay Joe Tooney. You didn't trade him. Keep him. You're spending all this money, and that goes in, if you're going to spend money into this offseason, that goes into the compensation formula. So Tooney leaving doesn't automatically mean you're going to get a three. Because theoretically, you know, Patriots fans, you get all this cool cap space. If you spend it, that goes into the comp formula, and you're going to get a lesser comp pick because you didn't pay to spend. As Belichick said, you know, they went all in and three Super Bowls in five years, and they really don't have cap now. And, and I did hear at the beginning of the year that the Patriots would be hesitant to trade for any kind of player and that they were a little shocked at, after the Seattle game at their trajectory of their season because at the time they thought after that game, a lot of us thought too, I mean, we're fans, that they, they might be a little bit better than they thought, but they, they didn't really want to trade for players. They didn't want to insert the cap room. They want to go in with this clean slate. But LB, keep Joe Tooney is my thought. I don't really know what's going on with Stephon Gilmore. A lot of weird stuff. House on the market. His wife talking to the media, tweeting our boy Doug Kaya, calling him fake news, <laughs> which the report was absolutely true, by the way. Like, Gilmore did have dinner with Cam. Like, everyone knows it. And I don't know why his wife went so hard. But anyway, so what do you think about the deadline, LB? Well, I'll tell you, I, I think that the thing with Tooney, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. I mean, the fact that he can play multiple positions and not just play those positions in a game, he can actually play them really well. It reminds me of um, they had some injuries back when Logan Mankins was here, and Logan Mankins actually flipped out to left go- uh, left tackle a few times, and he was awesome at it. And Tooney's one of those guys. I, I was I honestly always think Logan Mankins, you know, he was a really awesome guard. I think Tooney's around that level, probably not quite as good, but he's right there. Um, and I think long term, why not pay Joe Tooney, especially if the plan here is, I'd imagine, you're going to try to get a young quarterback, right? And I think that when you get a young quarterback, one of the first things that you really know you have to do is you have to protect him. And I don't see how letting a guy like Tooney go or or not re-signing David Andrews, I think that kind of goes against the future plan here. Um, I think that this this offensive line has been awesome for a pocket quarterback. We've seen Cam take some really, really bad sacks where he had time. He had open guys. Didn't see those open guys hit take a sack. And I think some people oftentimes confuse that with the offensive line. In my opinion, you could speak to it better than me. I know that you have like the PFF grades and things. I think the offensive line has been really good. I would like to see this offensive line be kept intact if possible. Um, I just think long term, I want a Joe Tooney on my team protecting a young quarterback, which I which I'd imagine is going to be the case next year. You know, I, I don't know which quarterback that would be. I know everybody loves this class. You have kids like Fields, Lawrence, Lance, even Mac Jones has been incredible. He's the Heisman front runner right now. I know Mikey, uh, Mikey's stoked about that. So there's a lot of quarterbacks to be had. And if you're thinking we need to help our young quarterback, you need to start by doing that up front. After that, of course, we know you need to get some weapons for him, which we know weapons Twitter is oh, weeping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> Come on now. They, we don't need weapons. This offense is fine. You know, we, we heard saw a lot of people say that. Some of them, uh, fairly prominent Patriots accounts, say they don't need weapons. They're fine. Everything's fine. They do need more weapons. 
Now, the weapons have actually been slightly better than a lot of people probably think. There have been open guys. I know you could speak to that, too. There have been actually open guys, which is why I, I often think to myself, boy, if Brady was here, they'd be maybe five and two, maybe better, especially with the way some of these games ended. The, way, the guys have been open. The offensive line's been pretty good. The real issue on offense is at quarterback. But back to the trade deadline stuff, I think the Gilmore thing is interesting because we know they didn't get what they what they really wanted. I know it's something that I actually had talked to you about, and I had said to you in a person, you know, b- between us, we had talked about how um, Gilmore, when he was missing those six days of camp, it wasn't an injury. It wasn't a. It was it was a holdout. He wanted more money. The Patriots did that. They gave him more money, and they got his ass back in camp. Comes back to camp. He's been pretty good. I don't think he's been as good as, you know, as we're used to. We saw the defense actually be kind of fine without him because they do have J.C. Jackson. So his value won't increase going forward at all, of course, because his contract, you know, it'll be down to less games. One of the real enticing things about Gilmore in 2020 was a team that feels like they have a shot at winning a Super Bowl. They can trade for Stephon Gilmore. And, and oftentimes teams will overpay in that regard. They really wanted, they think they have a shot right now. They trade more for that guy. Didn't happen. You still have to wonder if he's here next year. And I think a lot of that comes down to how good do the Patriots think they'll be next year? If they, I mean, even if they get a young quarterback in the building that they think that they're going to build their franchise around, that doesn't just mean instant success. Very rarely do we see a rookie quarterback have instant success. I mean, it just doesn't happen. Patrick Mahomes sat a year. You know, he, he started one game at the end of their week 16 in 20, 2017 it was. And these kids just don't really come out and start immediately. And they don't, you do, don't usually win a lot of football games. I mean, if this is going to be Gilmore, if they want to keep Gilmore next year, just because you get, a good young quarterback that you want to build around doesn't mean they're going 12 and four into the AFC championship game. So it gets interesting. I mean, what happens with Gilmore here? Do they trade Gilmore before next season? Does Gilmore still kind of pout about money, even though he's getting plenty of money, he's getting $20 million and it's not like he's really making a big impact. The defense didn't miss Stephon Gilmore versus Buffalo. I mean, people can get mad about that. They truly didn't. They didn't. I think that I would rather see them pay if, if, if I had to decide paying J.C. Jackson, locking him up for the future, and no more Stephon Gilmore after this season, I think I'd take J.C., man. Oh, I love J.C. Jackson. I love him so much. I want to see him get paid and stay here. I, love, I like what he said after the game. You know, Diggs is like a player that I would consider like one of the best five wide receivers in the NFL just because he's he can like do every route. He's pretty much good at literally everything Josh Allen is his quarterback granted hasn't been playing too well lately but he did an okay job on Diggs who's just really awesome and he had I think one awesome catch where he beat JC but JC was kind of right there so I've I feel pretty good about JC because I've seen Gilmore this year too and I don't think if I don't think there would be much of a difference there JC and and Gilmore the the problem is right now he's going to be the outside corner going forward so I don't know what the Patriots do about that, LB, but there is a draft coming up, so we will definitely see about that. Yeah, you know, J.C.'s the man. That interception he had was just incredible ball skills. Um, on the play that you're talking about, like you said, J.C. really had it covered. He kind of jumped the route, but he was a little bit hesitant, and he kind of got beat on that one. But this kid looks incredible, and I just want to see them lock him up. Like you said, what good is cap space if you can't get players in the building? 
So you're going to let the good players that you have go and keep all that cap, keep all that cap for what? You know, I mean, I don't know about you, Bryson, but their cap space does not do anything for me. It doesn't. Cap space equals twenty nine million three hundred thousand forty seven cents. Yeah, it'll be you know, cap space isn't players. Like the Browns had cap space for a long time; they they were awful. The Dolphins had cap space for a long time; they were awful. Cap space is equaling whatever. Just yeah, it doesn't matter at all. You need to sign good players. And I think actually, you know what? I'll be. I will say that. I think the Patriots team is still has a lot of like good pieces and they're like a quarterback. They're, they're a really solid quarterback and like maybe one like weapons away, one weapons away from like being a, a, a pretty good playoff team. I think that's kind of what they're missing right now. Oh, that and linebackers. They're definitely missing linebackers. Some guys up front there, they've been getting killed in the run game, which is just awful to see. It's just one of the worst things ever when you just watch your team get gashed in their run game. Josh Allen had like, what, 170 yards passing? Cam actually had a higher QBR than Josh Allen, which to the eyeball test probably felt about right. Cam had that horrible fumble that cost him the football game. You know, Allen also turned the ball over himself. They both had around the same statistics, really. And you're just watching, you know, it just with better quarterback play, this team could be pretty, pretty damn good. And it's interesting, like you just said, that, like you said about the cap, having cap space, all the people that, you know, after week one, two, three, they were saying, you know, all these great players are going to want to play with Cam Newton. They love Cam Newton. They want to play with Cam Newton, blah, 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 blah. They say that as if the greatest quarterback of all time didn't just leave the building. And if you're trying to tell me that more players want to play with Cam Newton than Tom Brady, oof, because I, I'm not uh, buying that. I think a lot of free agents would be more excited to sign with the Patriots in 2021 if Tom Brady was at quarterback. Uh, LB, I, you know what? Something that before the season, we were considered the, the leaders of the Stidham Club. And this, you know, like I said on, on our good friend, the Roundtable podcast, thanks for having me on. Like I said on there, it's really not because we love Jared Siddham so much because, you know, I, I'm not going to sit down here and break down 500 quarterback snaps from college. I just don't do it. I'm never going to do it. You're not going to do it either, and who cares? And so the reason why we like Jared Siddham is because Patriots land, Patriots building land, we're telling us good things about Jared Siddham, and so that's why we did like Jared Siddham. And I never, I never really was a Cam Newton fan. I didn't hate him, but I always just thought – he was just mad overrated in the, the landscape of the NFL. And then when they signed him, I was like, you know, you know, we'll give it a chance. And then the Camden experience started off pretty good, I would say. And we kind of we came on here and we're like, you know what? We were wrong. We were wrong about Cam. And this offense is a lot different. And maybe in 2020, the year 2020, with the lack of weapons, you just kind of do what you got to do here. And then after the Seattle game, like we just said, even the Patriots thought they were a little bit better than they thought they were after Cam passed for 390-some yards or whatever it was. Yep, but, 398 yards. But now it'll be, you know, here we are, and they're probably going to – there's like almost no reason to even talk about the Jets this week. My model has them at least favored by six points over the Jets. They're probably going to beat the tar out of the Jets. But it'll be – we on this podcast after week two, we came on here, you know, we were like, Cam's awesome. How many quarterbacks will we take in Cam? You know, over Cam, it's a fun exercise. I can't remember how much it was, but let's just do it again because we're in week, we're in week uh, what, what week are we? I don't even know what year it is. What week are we in? Week nine? Dude, I don't even know because the, 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 the COVID thing kind of messed it all up. 
so let's see. They've played seven games. They had the fourth bye. They had the bye. So they're, seven, this is so week I think nine. Week nine. This okay. is week, okay, yep. week, week nine. I'm going to go down the PFF grades. And uh, we're just going to say, who would we take over Cam Newton? And uh, I would love for our listener to, like, compare so and give me the, the list. <laughs> the difference between now and week two is that we can probably start at the bottom now. We were yeah, talking about the top teams. And the th- you want to start at the bottom now because then you might find <laughs> LB. You know, I just like to say one game, the rest under two hundred yards. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I would just like to say, in our defense, I think we're you know, I think we're very fair with players. When players play good, we say they're good. When players play bad, we kind of say they're bad. And when we think player needs more chance, we give them we give players more chances. I think we're pretty fair. We came on here and we we just gloat about Camden, but reality is reality, and I can't change the facts of reality. I can't come on here and and just tell you like I I'm just gonna lie about how I think about Camden because I have so much evidence now that tells me that that uh, let's just get into it, Ali. Number one, Russell Wilson. We're, we're I'm not even gonna ask. We're both taking Russell Wilson going forward. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we're both taking Aaron Rodgers going. Forward. Number three, LB. This is where it gets hairy. Tom Brady. Hmm. <laughs> I, look, Do we I, want I, him back? Yeah, I think so. Let me get this out of the way right now. I've felt that with Tom Brady on this football team, this team is at least five and two. I know a lot of people think, yeah, but they got smoked by San Francisco. You got smoked by San Francisco because your quarterback threw, his, threw you out of the football game very, very, very early on. In the past, Tom Brady makes those types of games a shootout. Maybe you win that game with Tom Brady. I don't know. I do know that your quarterback kills you early on. You usually don't have a shot. Kansas City, which people have kind of you know forgotten about, at one point we felt with Cam they could have won that game. Now I'm not so sure with based on the way that he's played since Oakland. Um, they probably beat Kansas City with Tom Brady out there at quarterback. The Patriots defensively, they really did a great job on Mahomes. They did everything right. Then, you know, the they were even in the game for a little while. And then, you know, the interception goes off uh, Edelman's hands. And then it's game. Pick six. It's over. So you could make an argument that they're 6-1, and one, maybe, maybe 7-0 with Tom Brady right now. I know that sounds silly, but really think about it hard. Yes, San Francisco is a blowout score, but Tom Brady doesn't. He doesn't throw, he doesn't get you knocked out of the game in the first quarter. You know, what did Cam have that day? Three interceptions, I think. And it was just ugly. And he really never had a shot. He had a QBR, I think, of under six or under five or might have been uh, three, might have been three point six. <laughs> and I mean, never had, oh, let me just say, too, you and I, I think you'd agree with me on this. If we say a player is bad, I want to be proven wrong. I love the Patriots. I want the Patriots to win. I want Patriots players to be great. So if we think a player is bad, please prove me wrong. We kind of did it with Cam, right? I'll admit, I never thought the Patriots would ever sign Cam Newton, nor would they even think about it. I was wrong. They signed Cam Newton. I wasn't huge on it at first. Stidham was actually out performing him early in camp. That obviously kind of all drifted away after... He threw, had a couple bad days, and then as you first reported, he got injured and was in ER that night, and you know that was kind of the end of that. So once that happened, I fully embraced Cam. I said, hey, Cam's our guy. Then he played great, and I said, hey, loving this. Love wins. Winning makes me happy. But here we are. Now that now, you know, it, things have really gone south fast. Ever since he got coronavirus, things have really gone, gone south fast. He wasn't great versus Oakland, but I mean, at this point, that's our Super Bowl. They scored 36 points, oh got the W, gosh. and that's their last win, my friend. Uh, LB, I'm not going to lie. I, I hated that game, and that, that was the game where I was like, you know what? 
this team just doesn't have it. I, I don't know what exactly it was, but my gut, like my Patriots fan gut, was just telling the alarms were just ringing. I was like, you know what? I'm not happy about this win. I'm not happy about this win at all. Something else I want to talk about, OB. And you know, we don't really get on him too much. I really don't like. I really don't like to. A lot of people just love the guy. That's good too. But with Tom Brady, you know, we love the guy. Six Super Bowls. A lot of Patriots fans listening right now. You owe Tom Brady an apology. And why? The reason why is because for about seven months, eight months, you told me that Tom Brady hated Nikhil Harry and never gave him a chance. When here's the reality. Jacoby Myers gets in the game. Nikhil Harry's out of the game. Close your eyes. Who's a better player? Don't be biased. Myers okay. is better. So, LB, this is my point. So, did Tom Brady hate Nick Kelly? You know, probably not. He probably didn't hate him. But as hey, a player, as, but maybe he didn't. I, I can't stand the guy. I can't stand him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but did why would Tom Brady not throw? The, I feel like I'm talking to like five year olds right now. Why did Tom Brady not throw the ball to Nikhil Harry? Because he's he was not very good. It wasn't because he's because he's the mean dad. He wanted to ostracize him. I mean, if if there was, I mean, Brady's throwing to Scotty Miller out here. He's like five foot seven. Tom Brady will throw to anyone. He'll throw to Ryan Izzo. If he's open, you will get the ball. There's one he he threw he threw big time throws and big games to Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorstink, as we named him, is he even doing anything in Seattle? By the way, does anyone know? I'll tell you, man, you know, Brady only needs that one open read. Cam's had open reads a lot this year, and he just didn't see them. We saw it versus Buffalo, another example. Uh, Gunner was uh, wide open in the end zone. Cam didn't see him. They don't get any. They have to take a time. They kick a field goal on third down. I mean, that's the state of the Patriots offense QB play right now. They kicked a field goal on third down with 12 seconds left, you know, in the red zone or whatever it was. It was close. It was close. They might have been just outside the 20, but. Boy, uh, you know, Philip Phil Dorsett zero catches, by the way. I don't think he's played a game. Oh, great. Hey, let's I mean, get, Brady, let's... Brady just, he, he had the eye, man. He'd find that, that if he had one open read, he's going to find that one open read. He doesn't need four open reads. And then sometimes even four open reads isn't enough, you know? So you're right. I'm not big on Harry, by the way. It's not just the fact that I think he's kind of a stinky player, but I think he has this weird ego about him. We all love that video from when he catches that thing and that drill. I'm an F animal. I'm an effing savage. He has the TD pass versus Kansas City. It was like his only one of his only catches of the day, and he's screaming, "Stop playing with me! Stop playing with me!" And then he totally doesn't even. He just like whiffs on even Stidham's going to him to say, you know, get hyped up, so congratulate him. He just walks right by him, man. He's this. Well, I, I don't like the guy. I don't know. I don't care. I don't really like the guy. I think he's a crap player. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean. Were there any other quarterbacks that we should get to on that list? I'm telling you, I think we'd be yeah, better off. Let's go down the bottom. list. Yeah, let's go down. Let's just keep going on the list because it's, it's just funny at this point. Deshaun Watson, Watson, Mahomes, yeah. Mahomes, um, yeah. Dak Prescott. Oh, Dak. For me, uh, I don't even. Dak. Yeah. yeah. Why even talk about it? Here's a fun one. Uh, number number seven PFF grade in the NFL, Josh Allen. That is a fun one. Um, taking Josh Allen, of course. I think he's he's definitely. I think. Um, at this point, I think he's better than Cam. Hmm. Yeah, I think Ryan, if he was being coached up here. I, th- I think he'd, he'd definitely. I'm not big on Josh Allen by any means. By the way, I think that him and Cam are actually very similar players in, in many ways. But 
I think I like Josh Allen more. Yeah. I like what you said. I think he's, I think he's probably the white Cam Newton. So, I, but just because <laughs> he's I mean, truthfully, just because he's younger and he's played a little bit better, I'm going to take Josh Allen. Here's a here's another one. He's thir- He's almost the same age as Cam. Ryan Tannehill. I'd take Tannehill. I'm taking yeah. Tannehill too. Jeez. I know. Kirk Cousins. You and I both wanted Tannehill when he was a free agent. By the way, I did, Depends and I heard the Patri- Tom Brady. We heard that the Patriots were very. They loved Tannehill, but they they uh, they didn't do it because they had Tom on the roster. So Kirk Cousins. Kirk he's Cousins. also 32. I mean, it feels like Kirk Cousins is 40 years old, does it not? It feels like he's at the end of his career. And same with Ryan Tannehill, but he's the same age as Cam Newton. Yeah, you know, I kind of like Kirk, though. I do. I, I'm not, I don't think he's one of the elite quarterbacks, but he's pretty good. You know, he's a good quarterback. I think it'd be fine in New England. We don't need – I don't think the Patriots need elite quarterback play right now. I think they need average quarterback play, and they've, they've kind of failed to get that consistently. Yeah, this – I mean, I'm reading down the PFF list listeners at home, so – um, this is like the, their list of top quarterbacks currently in the NFL. So number number nine, tied for tenth, I guess, however you want to say it. And uh, I will say that Patriots fans, you uh, you had some cold takes about this player, about not in, not wanting this player. And uh, granted, he's only thirty five years old, three years older than Cam. That's Matt Ryan. Oh my God. I would do bad things for Matt Ryan. I love Matt Ryan. He was obviously a Boston College guy at one point. Got the uh, the Eagles up to I think second or third in the nation. Um, I love the kid. I think he's a great kid. He's older than me. That's that's when I know I'm getting old, Bryce. Is when I'm calling dudes older than me, kid. Like I like like what am I doing here? But I love Matt Ryan. I know a lot of people were were saying, oh, but his cap, hey, he costs so much money. It'd be like forty million next year. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, I would love to have Matt Ryan. The great cap space conversation. I want good <laughs> players, but I want them for five dollars. That's Patriots fans, right? Now. That is that is the Patriots way. <laughs> Here's okay. another one. And, and going back, everybody was saying, "No way, I, I'd rather have Cam Newton." And this was after I think the Kansas City game. This thing came out, and he said, "No, give me Cam, give me Cam." Everybody acted like Matt Ryan's like a joke. I saw them using twenty-eight to three against Matt Ryan as if we didn't see Cam Newton not dive on a fumble in a Super Bowl. So. Never made sense to dump on Matt Ryan for that Super Bowl loss. I mean, Cam Newton lost the Super Bowl too, so I don't know. Hey, it happens, man. It happens. Here's the next one, Kyler Murray. Oh, Kyler. Yeah, Kyler. I'm taking Kyler too. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I'm not as huge on Joe Burrow's son, but yeah, I think I think he's going to end up being a good player. I think I think he's going to be end up being a good player. Here's where it starts to get hairy, LB. These are some names. We're start. We're at number thirteen now, so this is like above average, average, below average players. Thirty nine years old, Philip Rivers. Hmm. Going forward. For, for right, man. I guess it depends on if you really want the Patriots to lose games to get a pick for the future. But if you let's talk, let's talk about next year. If it was next year and you had to place a quarterback on your roster and it's Cam Newton or Phillip Rivers for multiple okay. years. Hmm. I, I think I'd take. A, this is the toughest I'd one right here. Phillip Rivers, even though he's older, because, you know, the age thing at QB doesn't mean as much to me. Maybe because I've been kind of, you know, I saw I think we see Brady still lighting up. Obviously not everybody's Tom Brady. He's a freak. The guy is actually better at 43 than he was at. You know, uh, I won't say 33 because I think that was the 07 season. But, you know, he's better now than he was when he was 27. So, I mean, but Philip Rivers, sure. I mean, he might have a few good years left in him, sure. I mean, you know, why not? Probably, I think Philip Rivers is better than Cam, yeah. 
I don't know. This is a tough one for me. Going forward, man, you, you really hate to have either of these quarterbacks. I think that's what it comes <laughs> down to, right? You don't want either of these guys. Uh, I'm going to give it a wash. I'm going to say if either way, I'd be extremely – I'm just like envisioning myself in rage right now, like having to pick between two of these players. Next one is fun, though, Justin Herbert. We're both taking Herbert, I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And there were the, the reports, and I know that you and I discussed this before the – before we started, you know, you said even Lombardi loved Herbert. For me personally, he was my favorite quarterback in the draft class. It's not often I get something about the draft right, but loved the kid, really did. I just thought he had the he had an insane combine. He had obviously great college, you know, he was great at Oregon and you know, he, he looks the part right now, man. He's a big, big kid and he is really, really he looks special right now. He looks like he's gonna be a special player in the NFL for a long time. Absolutely does. My court, my computer just shut off, but I remember the next one, and it is Drew Brees. Man, <laughs> you wouldn't think that'd be a hard one, but Brees really looks done to me. And Brees does have, even without um, Michael Thomas, just seems like I'd have to imagine he has more help than Cam probably has. Drew Brees looks done to me, so I don't know. If, if you put him in the Patriots offense with less help, I can't imagine that he'd even do much. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but he looks he looks done to me. When I watch him play, I just think he looks cooked. Hmm. Lamar Jackson. He might not even be in the NFL next year, so. That's true. That's true. This might be his last year, so maybe maybe Drew Brees is just a cross-off. Same with Rivers. Maybe they just both retire. How about yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson, LB? Oh, Lamar Jackson, you know, easy. <laughs> Here's a good one. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I actually don't. I know some people don't like Carr. I get it. I actually kind of do like him. I don't know why. Maybe I'm fooled by some of his stats, but I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I think that um, you, you pair him with Bill Belichick, I think. I think Carr would have them in a position where they'd have more wins this year than they have. And, you know, I actually wouldn't mind seeing a guy. I think Derek Carr's a good player. He's in the Raiders, and the Raiders, you know, are absolute poverty year in, year out. So. I kind of like Carr. I, I really, if the Patriots were to get Carr and say that they're gonna give, they're gonna ride it out with Carr for a few years and see how he does, I, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, especially if you get a young guy in the building and you think that you want to have that young guy watch and learn for a year or two, I wouldn't mind Derek Carr at all. Truthfully, maybe I'm crazy, but yeah, I think I'd have to agree with you. I, I think I definitely have to take Derek Carr going forward over Cam Newton. This is. Uh... I just love to compare, cross-check these lists and compare because I'm just going to assume that we just said we'd love to have Cam Newton over Derek Carr in the last time. It's been a long time since week two, my friend. It has been a long time. <laughs> Good Lord. All right, so how about how about uh, Tua? No, I'm not big on Tua, but based on his age and how good others seem to think he is, I would take Tua, and it's funny because that there's these uh, rumors that there was rumors first off that the Patriots actually considered reports, I should say that uh, the Patriots were, you know, considering moving up to take Herbert, you know, packaging some picks and get Herbert. And boy, do I wish that happened. And if now there's these odd rumors that uh, Miami isn't locked in on Tua after this year, and that they could possibly trade him. I think that Flores came out and said that's bull crap nothing to it said it's not true but they might have the second overall pick because let's not forget they have the texans draft pick so they Ooh. they got a good they got some good picks out of the texans and 
they could be in position for another quarterback, but I can't truthfully imagine it. But yeah, I'd, I'd take a shot on two, of course. Yeah, I mean, I'm not big on him, but if if it was realistically, yeah, you know, if you said I could have him next year at Cam, I'd take Tua. Man, and the Dolphins, like you just said, they have the Texans pick, they have their pick, and they're above the Patriots in the division right now. The Patriots still got to play them another time. Man, the Dolphins just finished above the Patriots this year. That's pain. That's major pain. Yeah, that is pain. And, and they, ha- they, have a, they, they have Brian Flores. They have a really good point differential. When Byron Jones and Xavier Howard play, they have a good secondary. I mean, they really have a, they have a nice little team. They're building a nice little team. They're basically tight in south, except for I think Brian Flores is probably a much better coach than Mike Vrabel, in my opinion. Wow, that's a good. That's an interesting one, actually. Flores are variable. That is an interesting one. But I love what Flores is doing there. I think he's doing a great job. Um, you look at the picks that they have; they are really set up nicely for the future, and it's it's quite upsetting. Let me tell you that. How about Ryan Fitzpatrick? Hmm. I would take Ryan Fitzpatrick even next Man, year. This is Here's getting why. dark. Here's why. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I think that Ryan, Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick right now is seventh in the NFL in QBR. And he lost his job. He had some incredible games this year. I would actually like the idea of Ryan Fitzpatrick on your roster next year because if you're, if, once again, if we're talking 2021, they, um, however they do it, they get their new quarterback of the future in the building. I would love to have that guy be able to maybe sit and learn or maybe even beat out a Ryan Fitzpatrick and be able to lean on a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Absolutely. I wouldn't mind having a Fitzpatrick on the Patriots in 2021. Of course. I that's that's just me, of course. Yeah, me too, LB. I would definitely rather take Ryan Fitzpatrick at this point, which is uh, very sad. I think right now, if you had Ryan Fitzpatrick, you would be a better football team. Ah, these are some dark times. I'm not going to lie to you. Can you think of any other quarterbacks, LB, that are like Drew Locke? How about Drew Locke? What do you think about Drew Locke? I'm not big on Drew Locke. I know he did some good things as a rookie. I saw him versus the Patriots, and I thought, man, this kid kind of stinks. I don't know. I guess because of age, I'd take Drew Locke. (laughs) This is horrible. This is horrible. I mean, it's just, listen, Cam started to decline after week two. We saw him not play great versus the Raiders. He really had some had a bad interception. He wasn't great in that game at all. Um, they were able to score 36 points, and a lot of people kind of didn't look at the numbers close enough. And then, of course, he gets COVID. Um, he comes back. They played. Who did they play after Kansas City? I know it was a loss, and I know he was horrible. He had a 20 QBR, like a 21-22 QBR in two weeks in a row, and then he had the San Francisco game, and then he had the Buffalo game. So... It's been a. It's just really been a. It's been a bad ride, and for people that that think he's been uh, decent, you're gonna have to like. We're gonna have to sit here. It was like in 2018 when we, you and I, would talk about is the Patriots defense good or is Aaron Rodgers just bad? Remember that? Of course, absolutely. Now, now let's sit here. Are the Patriots weapons good or is Cam Newton just not good? <laughs> I think he's just not good. Their weapons are, you'd probably have to say, below average. Although, they have schemed guys open this year. Bird's been open. There's Jacoby Myers. Mealy comes on the field, and he's getting open. And, can you we, know, tight end's a big hole. And 
Hey, can we just give Josh McDaniels a break, LB? I know he's, I know he's had some rough stretches here, but if this isn't Madden, he's a coordinator, like in real life, and he has he's getting quarterback play, below average quarterback play, what we probably think is like the worst wide receiver group in the NFL, especially without Julian Edelman. Like, I'm just ready to give Josh McDaniels a little breaky here. I, I'm not going to say I'm not sure Josh what they McDaniels expect him to do. I, I really don't know. What do you, you want? Like, it's uh, third and 15, and, and Josh, third and 10, Josh McDaniels runs the ball and gets it once, actually. Burkhead converts it once. And that was, so that I think there was three Burkhead third and 10 runs, and he almost got them all three times. But 33% for that game, I can't remember if it was last week. It's all it's all running together now. I think it was last week. But that was actually a better third down rate than they had in the entire game when those three Rex Burkhead runs. So you can call Josh McDaniel stupid, but the reality is, is Cam's just really not throwing the ball downfield right now. He's not stretching the field. He can't. Cam can't beat you from anywhere like the way Patrick Mahomes can, the way Tom Brady can. He just can't. But, yeah, I've got my list back up, LB, and we've got number 16, Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones sucks, but he did make a couple – he does make a couple incredible throws when you're scratching your head saying, is that the same guy who just made that horrible play? I mean, I don't know. You see, what keeps – here's what keeps messing me up is I think of the player's age and I think of how they project and how they might look with a Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick and with a better defense, and I think, okay, would this guy be – Better than Cam if you just, you know, inserted him in that role and how they project going forward. Now, in this situation, this is a tough one. Due to how crappy Cam has been, and I can't overstate, like, every number he has is all bottom, just horrible in the NFL. I don't know if you're really getting worse with Daniel Jones, and at least he's younger and might have some upside. (laughs) I mean, I can't believe I'm saying it, but... I'm going to have to agree. Daniel Jones is probably just going to be an average quarterback for the rest of his year, for the rest of his career. We already talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick. We already talked about Lamar. Here's a fun one. He's 38 years old. Big Ben, number 19. Oh, you got to take Ben. Right? He's got a champion's oh, this is, this I hate sucks. the guy's guts. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. Like these, these are all players that, like, before you're like, man, Ben's 38. I'd rather have Cam. He's kind of washed up. Let's give me Cam. And now it's like, yeah, you know, Ben. Uh, I think I did Ben. He, he can throw for 200 yards a game. I'll take Big Ben. Yep. Can't, can't. Again, 398 yards in one game. The rest all under 200 passing yards. And he has, I believe, we discussed before the podcast, he has 1,100 passing yards so far this year. Oh, my God. Okay. So we've taken, we've had one Cam pick, and that was me, I think. And so we've had one camp pick. Now we're at number 20, which is Cam Newton. So 21, Matt Stafford. Oh, Matt Stafford. This is a no-brainer to me. I'm taking Matt Stafford. No-brainer. You know, maybe, you you know, you could say maybe Cam Newton has COVID fog brain, but Matt Stafford's been playing pretty all right. Uh, Yeah, and we all know, and he, I think he actually went on the list for a false positive before the season, and now he's back on it. I think he really does have it or something, and, um, but, yeah, I've always felt like, you know, you can't use the weapons argument for Matt Stafford because he's still, even right now, he has incredible weapons again. He always has had help. He's always had great weapons around him. I would just imagine, you know, they're such a crap franchise. They just suck. They don't know how to win football games. Um, I can't imagine they've really always had good offensive line play. I just envision, and I, 
I mean, I'm just picturing it right now, Matt Stafford standing behind, you know, having all day and having open guys and just being really good as a Patriots quarterback right now. I'd take Matt Stafford in a heartbeat. Yeah. Mm. Jared Goff, 22. <laughs> Taking Jared Goff. Man, this this is this is like this is just gut wrenching. How about Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> this is gonna. Be I bad. think I'd rather roll I'm the dice on Mitch Trubisky. Uh, if you want to, okay. I was gonna say if you want to skip this one, just uh, just to spare the listeners. But yeah, <laughs> I think I think uh, yeah. At this point, going forward, if you if it was like the Patriots not Mitch Trubisky or the Patriots extend Cam, I think either way, like I'm I'm in my room in the fetal position. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is Matt Staff, uh, excuse me, um, Trubisky actually has a winning record this year as a starting quarterback. I think he's three and one and, you know, he, he lost up. He actually has had some stretches where he looks like a great player. He's really obviously not very good. But I mean, I, again, I say to myself, OK, put him in the Patriots, coach him up, um, give him great offensive line play. You know, scheme some guys open. How would he look? Would he look better than Cam Newton right now? And I say yes. I think Mitch Trubisky would possibly. It's not a. It's not a gimme like some of these other ones. But if if you're telling me I can roll the dice on either one, based on what I've seen this year from Cam Newton, I think I'd rather roll the dice on Mitch due to age. Maybe there's some upside there. I don't know. He's an athletic guy too. He ran for like 98 yards versus the Patriots in 2018. So the rest of these LB just aren't fun at all. So I'm just going to read through them. If you hear one of them, there's one more fun one, and we'll talk about that, and I'll wait to read it. So if you just hear one that you'd rather have, just go ahead and stop me. Dwayne Haskins, Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold. Would you rather have I'd rather Sam have Darnold. Darnold. Okay, yeah, rather, I'd rather have Darnold. Okay, yeah, me too. Nick Mullins, Carson Wentz. I think rather have Mullins, rather have Wentz. Nick Foles. Rather probably have Foles. I'd probably rather have Cam. Kyle Allen. Rather have Cam. Yeah. Baker. Rather have Baker. I'm not big on Baker, but age upside is there. You can't use the weapons excuse for him. Maybe the Patriots. I think a lot of with, with the things that we see with Baker is that he's really just a basket case. He's, I don't know. I, I like to pretend that Bill Belichick could help the guy out and maybe help him get his crap together, you know, mentally. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you told me that they could have a guy like Baker and, you, and you're going to go forward and try to fix some of his issues, yeah, I think I'd take Baker at his age. All right, and here's one which everyone, a lot of everyone, a lot of people want to see this reunion next year because, you know what, LB, I just want to say, just want to pat, we can pat ourselves on the back here at Title Talk. Last year, we said, you know, it wouldn't be that crazy. This is before the rumors even. And I think rumors start because of us. I just like, would like to say that. But I said, you know, it wouldn't be that crazy. If the Niners just moved on from Jimmy G and got Tom Brady, and then it was reported that they actually had this thought. And now Jimmy G is you – know, a lot of people think it, you know Shanahan's not going to bring him back. There's not a lot of confidence there in the building with Jimmy G. They're going to get rid of him. They can get rid of him pretty easy. A lot of people want to see this Jimmy G come back. Me personally, I would, I, I would rather have Jimmy G over Cam. I'd be a lot more excited than having Cam with Jimmy G, but I would still not be happy. He's missed 40% of his games. He's just kind of a – I don't really know what to say other than he's kind of a dingus. But, uh, yeah, I'd rather take Jimmy G, but I don't want Jimmy G on my football team. I actually want him really far away from my football team. And I have this <laughs> weird gut feeling, LB, that Belichick is – you know, it's the ex-girlfriend that got away. It's the mm. one that got away. It's Jimmy G. He looks good, you know. Everything in your brain, when you look at him, makes you think that he's a good quarterback. 
But then when you watch him, you realize he's not. And Belichick is like, you know what? He's kind of pretty. And we dated once. You know, it didn't really, uh, didn't really work out. Had someone in mind. You know, went back to college, and things didn't really work out. But now he's back in my hometown. Maybe this can work again. And uh, and I'll be sad. To that, I would like to say no, no, thank okay. you, Jimmy G. Stay away from my team. Stop dating porn stars. You see what it is, Bryson. You know what? You know what Jimmy G is. He is the one that. Years go by, and you think, man, I miss her. I loved that relationship. And then you're back around him for like two weeks, and you're like, this is why this relationship sucked. So although I enjoy uh, trolling the chat up over Jimmy G, yeah, he, I, I, no, nobody wants Jimmy G as your franchise quarterback going, no, I'm good. Over Cam, I'd take him over Cam, but um, he, he's not an answer to your problems long term. He's nobody's answers. We saw what he looked like with an absolutely stacked roster. He did just enough to get to the Super Bowl. Then we saw him in the Super Bowl. He kind of exposed himself as a very mediocre player. So, you know, he's the ex-girlfriend where you think everything was great, and then you remember why things sucked. Oof. Yeah, I agree. And that's it for the quarterback. So we can uh, go ahead and cold, cold take us, old take, expose us on that. You know, yeah, whatever. We got Maybe we were wrong. You know, there's, there's a lot of games left here. We're halfway point in the season here but uh, i just yeah i don't know we, how we could end up doing a week two discussion again for all we know in a month and we both look like idiots and we're saying oh wow you know i'd take uh, if you're asking me would i rather have cam or aaron Rodgers next year it's like cam buddy we should come on here we could we should do a weekly update and be like you know what i changed my mind i'd rather have cam over this guy you know maybe we should Really? Maybe we could, you know, if you wanted to speed it up, we could do that. We could now just start going down the list quickly. <laughs> I think everybody has our thoughts on every player now. But I think you might be right. Quarterback update. <laughs> yep, Cam Newton quarterback update. Which one do you want in 2021? Oh, I mean, for brother. all we know, and for, <laughs> it's really bad that we didn't say no to really many quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Hey, the other fun thing happened around in Patriots land is a very fun. I don't, I don't, I don't even know whether to call it a rumor, but Peter King said something along the lines of maybe the Patriots would trade Bill Belichick. But uh, I think this is probably nonsense. It's probably nonsense. Belichick would have to like want to be traded. You can't just trade Bill Belichick after Tom Brady leaves. You can't just trade Bill. I think going forward, you gotta you gotta stick with Bill. You know, a lot of people, I think you know, a lot of people probably would expect me to say that, look at Bill without Brady here. But you know what? I'm going to say that, you know, I still like Bill. And it's really hard to win in the NFL when you don't have good quarterback play. And right now he's got below mid quarterback play, below average quarterback play. You know, we got we to gotta be able to see Bill with better quarterbacks here, with quarterbacks that he actually wanted in the offseason, like quarterbacks that he actually liked. Maybe Jimmy G comes back and just owns in New England because he's back with Bill. Who knows? Probably not. But, you know, let's, let's give Bill a break here. You know, let's give Bill a little break. I know he made a lot of excuses about the cap space and the three rings in five years, blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of opt-outs. They lost a lot of leadership. A lot of Patriots fans didn't want to realize this. I mean, NFL teams aren't Madden teams. So you can't just, like, take guys off the depth chart and replace them. It's a locker room. There's, it's a, there's a human environment. Patrick Trung, Marcus Cannon, like all these guys are just, they're awesome guys, awesome leadership guys. And they lost them. And they had to play a lot of 
younger players, a lot of players, especially like the ones we don't like, like Jawan Bentley has a starting role now because Hightower is gone. And Hightower is not the greatest player either, but he's, you know, above average and average player. And compare that to the drop off between a really bad player. That's a big, steep, steep, steep hill. So let's, I'm just going to cut Bill a little slack here. Let's give, let's give Bill some slack. You know, there's, Let's not just go all in on Bill Stinks without Brady just because of one season. Just like one season with Matt Castle doesn't mean that Bill is awesome without Brady. Let's just just keep it calm here. Everyone calm down. Let's let this thing play out. I personally, I've always said, LB, that no matter what Brady and Bill do without each other, they proved a whole lot. And they're both the GOAT. So let's just stop. I feel like, um, I think as an organization, they let Brady walk with the idea in mind that Bill will be here longer and Bill will be here to set us up for the future after him. And they felt probably that Bill could do a better job of that than Brady could. So I think organizationally, they made a decision when they let Tom Brady leave their football team that Bill Belichick was going to be here for maybe five years or so to help rebuild this thing. So to me, it makes no sense. The idea of trading him just makes no sense. To me, it really doesn't. I mean, what are you going to trade him for? A first round pick, and then was the plan? Awesome. Like, great. You know, like, yeah. I just, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what team, what team is going to trade for Bill? Like, let's go down the going down the teams. Like, the good teams. Like, all the good teams have good quarterbacks and good coaches. Like, I, I guess maybe if Jerry Jones like hasn't taken his medication for five days, that'd be one maybe. Um, the Falcons may, I mean, there's just like, I could see the Bill Cowboys, would have to actually, yeah, Bill would have to like also like want to do this because Bill could also just be like, you know what, guys, I've, I've, uh, I've had my great time in the NFL for 40 plus years. I'm not coaching in Atlanta. I'm not coaching in, I'm not coaching with Jerry Jones. Like, I'm done. That's like, I'm not issue. going, issue. I'm not going anywhere. The issue with the Cowboys is Jerry Jones. Otherwise, I'm sure, you know, the Cowboys would love to have Bill Belichick set them in the right direction again. But Jerry Jones would never allow it anyways because he's so hands-on with everything. It would just never happen or work. LB, and we can head in this. We're going to go ahead and say the no to trading Bill Belichick. But now that leads us into this, LB, and that's uh, that's the tankathon. LB's not ready to embrace the tankathon. You know, I wasn't at first either, but. Now that we are where we are, I think, you know, you know, it sucks seeing your team lose, but this is how I see it now. How about you see this as the Jets are also trying to tank and the Dolphins have an, they have an awesome two first-round picks. How about you see this as maybe you play the Jets twice this year? You know, maybe you throw these two games. Maybe you throw <laughs> these two games to the Jets and you end up with a season tie. You both go 2-14. and 14. And you actually you take the W because you get the first pick in the NFL and you give the Jets two wins that they like really don't deserve. And you can say, you know, we both had a lost season, but we obviously have a much better team than you. And we just like completely threw the season away and we're going to like put Jared Stidham in and like keep I would I'll almost just said keep Nikhil Harry like out of the game. But I'm not sure really if that that helps the tankathon or not. So if I think we should just take you play him. Yeah, we every should snap. take take. Take Jacoby Myers out, you know, keep Edelman on IR or whatever, <laughs> and just uh, and just embrace the tank. Just uh, keep losing. It's going to suck to see your team lose, but there is a vision in place. And the Patriots, they still have Belichick and Kraft, and they have a lot. They they do have a lot of good players. They just need to get it right here with quarterback. And you know, last a lot of people were talking about the drafts and stuff like that, but I still think 
that with last year's draft, you know, they have Unwino, they have a, a couple other players. They, they have some good players here, and they have a lot of cap space. Let's just – I want to embrace the tank. I want to know what your thoughts on this. I'm, I'm not too upset with the Patriots if they, they – uh, maybe they signed Camp Newton to tank, any, tank anyway, LB. Maybe that was the goal. Todd Jared did him and, and uh, <laughs> just, you know – Play tank, tankathon. What do you think about the tankathon, LB? So here's the thing. I do understand that it, it's in their best interest to lose football games. I understand that they're uh, not going to the playoffs. You know, I should say, of course, as I say that, I say, well, you know, there's always a chance because you know that's just in me, and I can't help it. And I can't, I can't even pick the Patriots to lose a football game. I do think they smoke the Jets tomorrow. But I mean, if you're we telling can me that the schedule, the plan, if you want, LB. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, if you're telling me the plan is to lose to the Jets so you can get the pick, I mean, screw it. I think selfishly, I kind of want it both ways. I want the first overall pick, but I also want to see them win a couple more football games because I can't stand this and I want, I'm going mentally insane. Well, I guess you don't really have to get the first pick, but getting a top five pick and a loaded quarterback draft would be, would be really good, you know, especially for the Patriots. So they got the Jets this week. Let's say they get the W. Then they got the Raven. The, the thing about this stretch, LB, the Ravens, Texans, Cardinals, Chargers. There's not only four quarter like pretty good quarterbacks. I mean, Lamar is still good, but just mobile quarterbacks: Lamar, Deshaun, Kyler, and then you have Herbert who's playing just really awesome. Like those, like in the past, Ravens at Patriots, even with Tom Brady, and they're really good. You'd be like, ah, I don't know about this one. Then you have Patriots at Texans, which I mean. Before you probably like you know I I trust the Patriots to win this game but now they I don't know anymore and then the Cardinals at Patriots that's a cross country game you could I guess make the case make the case for the Patriots having a chance in that one but then they have the Rams then they have the Dolphins again in Miami and then they have they finish the season with Buffalo at New England and then they had well no they then they had the final Jets game and that's at Patriots so man if if they were to like they were somehow lose this game and they were two and six and then they go through the stretch and just get beat up. Like, I'm not sure they'll get beat up, but if they just got beat up, then uh, I think we'd know the fix was on and the tankathon is coming. Imagine that they go out tomorrow and Sam Darnold is just lighting just them owning. up. Just owning. <laughs> Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold like uh, just goes for 350 yards, test positive for COVID the next game, and then have a COVID <laughs> Sam Darnold game. Yeah, no, this is the this test is, positive this is before the game in place, anyways. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? New, my model says Patriots are six point favorites at least, but in the rest of these games, they have um, the Ravens are favored. Next week, they don't have a line for the Texans game. I'm not even sure. The Texans aren't very good, but they have a new head coach. The, Card- the Cardinals are 5-2. and two. The Chargers are 2-5, and five, but they have – I mean, you look at point differential. The Pacers are like 13th or 14th in the AFC. This is not good right now. This isn't, and and they, they've kind of played – have they not – I mean, have they played the hardest part of the schedule? It'll be ever. They played like the, – they, they, what do you think? Like, have they played the easiest? I mean, they played the Seahawks and the Chiefs. That's kind of those were kind of tough games. But then you have Ravens. You just have Ravens, Texans, Cardinals, Chargers, Rams, even Dolphin at Dolphins. This stretch kind of stinks. With the way the Patriots are playing, every game sounds hard. The only game, <laughs> like the only ones that you said that I really thought, okay, that's a win with the Jets. Truthfully, um, you know, they could 
potentially beat Buffalo. They could potentially beat Miami. We always, we know that uh, even the Patriots are great division games are always just close for them. Um, we already know that they did beat Miami once. Obviously, Miami, once again, just like last year, is trending in the right direction. And, you know, you could see them. We saw how they played Buffalo, too. And, you know, that was a close game. So you think maybe you put them at home, they get the... But, I mean, none of them sound like... This isn't years past where you said, oh, um, Jared Goff, easy W. You know, they're going to smoke these clowns. Now average teams sound like they could be an issue, you know? And I, I hear a thing like... You think Rams, and I think, oh, yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's just so much different because right now we're in the position where the only games we can really feel like they're going to win are versus the absolute worst teams in the NFL, and they're one of those worst teams in the NFL. So you have to think Jets. I mean, it's there's not a lot of gimmies on that list. No, there isn't, LB. So uh, I'm not sure that we're going to learn a whole lot about the Patriots that they inevitably spanked the Jets. Cam's probably going to pass for over 200 yards time since week two. Uh, there'll, there'll be a lot of people trying to dunk on us after this game, probably after the Jets game. Or like their point differential right now is like minus 144. Like my, it's minus 144. Like that's their point differential <laughs> in eight games, by the way. So. What it's is, not. This is just madness. You know, but what? But what would happen if they win these next two? Then, if they win these next two games, they somehow, you know, Lamar is not playing a great. What if they win? What if they win the Jets game? Then they win the Ravens game. Then you go into the Texans game. You're four and five, and you sneak out a win there. Then you're five and five, and then you play the Cardinals, which is all of a sudden now the biggest game ever. You know, you. I mean. It's not the craziest thing. I mean, it is pretty crazy with the way we've seen Patriots play, but November is when Patriots football usually starts. It is November, but, you know, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they beat the Jets, they get some confidence, and uh, somehow they, like, sneak their way into the playoffs this year. But I would, uh, I would just like to see the opposite. Look, I, I mean, if you were telling me I had to bet money on it, my heart tells me because this is just how I am, and I think you even know how I am a little bit. We had a personal discussion where there was no – bullcrap that we talked before the season we we discussed the fears that we had of his football team unfortunately they've all come true um my heart really wanted to just say you know they're going they're going to find a way to win 10 games they're going to find a way to win 10 games obviously i mean that's not going to happen and if they were to sneak in at nine and seven or eight and eight of course because we know that there's an extra playoff spot this year with the seventh the seventh playoff spot you know could it happen you know, my heart tells me, oh, yeah, of course it could happen, you know, because we both know that I'll watch them beat the Jets tomorrow by 30. And I'll be thinking, hey, this team's headed in the right direction. And then they play the Ravens the next week. So it's not it's different, man. It's different. I I haven't seen football from the Patriots as bad since obviously 2000. And even even in that 2000 set, 2000 season, um, you know, by the end of the year, they were actually better. They were still losing football games. But they were better. They were getting closer. You know, the down years for me as a kid was that 5-11 and 11 season. And, you know, I, I was around for, the, for Parcells last year. You know, I started, I went to my first game. I, watched, I remember watching the Super Bowl, Drew Bledsoe versus the Packers. And, you know, when you're a kid, you're kind of dumb. So I always thought he was on the phone with his wife. But you see, they, they used to do that with offensive coordinators. Like there was like an actual old telephone. Do you know the one I'm talking about? It used to be on the sidelines. And quarterbacks would pick it up and they'd call upstairs to the offensive coordinator. Um. The Patriots went 10 and 6, 9 and 7, 8 and 8 under Pete Carroll in those years. Pete Carroll actually did a good job getting some players in the building. And then 
you know, five and 11 happens in 2011, since in 2000. And then since then, we haven't seen anything close to that. They were nine and seven in 2002. Brady had a shoulder issue at the end of that season. They lost four straight games in that year, just like we've just seen right now from the Patriots now. Um, it's been tough, but I, but you know, as fans, we just gotta, I know it stinks, but you gotta just, you know, you, you gotta remember some of the good times and remember, you know, you did get to see your team win multiple Super Bowls. Um, a lot of fans go their entire life. They never even see a Super Bowl. There are fans out there who have never even seen their team play in an AFC in, in a conference championship game. So, you know, you got to keep it all in perspective and hope that, you know, if this is going to be the down year, hopefully it's, you know, it's only a year or two here with this rebuild. And if they do get their new quarterback in the building next year, hopefully we see him grow. But, um, you know, you just got to try to put things in perspective, be be grateful for the things that we've already seen and just hope that they write the ship and be happy that Bill Belichick's at least still here, you know, help you help you with this next stage of Patriots football. Yeah, I'll be, you know, uh, we've got some breaking news here. Nikhil Harry is not in practice, so it looks like the Patriots aren't tanking. They're trying to win. Wow. They're trying to That's win. Breaking news. They're, yeah. trying, they're trying to win. Lombardi, Lombardi always says that sometimes you're one player, you're one injury away from having a good team. And it just goes back to, you know, kind of believing in players with high picks and believing in players that you spend a lot of money in. But in reality, they just aren't that good. But now they have Jacoby Myers in there who's, uh, who's shown some stuff. So, I like you know, what Myers has done. He's been getting open. You know, he's getting open and he's catching the football. You know, he looked better last week than I've seen Harry ever look. It's First, over. Harry was pretty good versus Seattle. That was his best game. I think it was still not a great performance in my eyes. I think he had, was it eight receptions for 68 yards or something? It was eight receptions for 72 yards, I believe it was. Eight, eight for 72, and he just he can't ever seem to, to crack that 10 yards per catch threshold. Now, Myers didn't last week either. Myers had six for 58, but... I think the eyeball test told us he was really good. He had that he had that catch in the end zone for the two-point conversion as well, where we saw him get open. I mean, he's done a good job. Sat, you know, Bird and Myers, they're fine players to have on your football team. They're fine wide receivers to jog out of the field. They just you just don't want them as your one, two, maybe even three options. You know, and on good football teams, Myers and Bird probably aren't playing on Kansas City on their roster. Now, to be fair, neither is Miko Hartman struggles to get snaps there. And Miko Hartman would be our number one wide receiver right now. So it's a difficult thing to kind of grasp, but here we are, I guess. Harry, mm. to me, has been a total disappointment mentally, the way he looks physically, you know, in terms of how he runs. The guy's jacked and all that. He's in great shape, but it's just, it's, it's, it's painful. It really is painful. Let's not even pick a score for the Jets game. Just going to go ahead and say the Patriots win. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. I think we're going to get into a little gym corner now. LB might have an outdoor story too, which would be just absolutely great because I heard some birds <laughs> chirping. There were birds were whistling earlier. And I felt like I was <laughs> getting carried into heaven with the with the whistling from the birds. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys can listen. I can whistle. A lot of people can't whistle. I can whistle. I'm I actually the be- I'm actually the best whistler there there ever has been. There's not been many people that can whistle better than I can. LB. You know what's odd? I can't whistle, but I can whistle with my tongue. No joke. Hmm. There's this thing. You remember, do you remember Hot Cross Buns, that song? Hot Cross I can actually do that. Buns, man, that was a yeah, I, You just I can played do that, that on the piano, tongue. and everyone felt like they were like Bach on the piano. Like You felt like you were Beethoven <laughs> when you play Hot Cross Buns on your little stupid toy piano when you were like three years old. So check this out, right? I, I'm going to give it a shot for the listeners. Um, it's not – I can't whistle. I fully admit that. But I can do this with my tongue. It's weird, right? I used to be able to do it better. 
I actually wasn't doing as good as I used to. I actually I, heard it. That I was good. fire. I heard, I heard the Hawk Cross Buns beat in my head, man. It was, that was actually pretty good. You know, I, have, I actually have, I have a worse story for you, and that's because, yeah, I'm, I've got my gym, you know, that we've been talking about the gym all year. And so I've got my gym, and lately I've, uh, I've really been increasingly aware of, like, how many people I'm around and just trying to, like, protect people around me and not be around a whole lot of people. And lately, it, accidentally, I have been around a lot of people, which I don't like. Um, sometimes, you know, you know, I'll go to my grandmother's house and have dinner, and she ends up having, like, ten people over instead of, like, I thought it was just supposed to be us. So, like, just stuff like that. So, I'm at my gym, and uh, I walk in. And I've got my mask uh, mask on. They take my temperature, you know, whatever. All the employees are just sitting around. They they don't do anything there. There's one specific guy that all he does is like sweep, and he just walks around, sweeps, and he sits in the massage chair the whole time. The very good job this guy has. So I'm just on my treadmill running, and you know what? I would just like to say that every time I go to the gym, I have to take five or four ibuprofen because when I'm wearing my mask on the treadmill, I have to look at my feet, and I don't know why, but I guess it's just because like. I can't, I guess I can see them without the mask. And when I run, I don't worry about it, but now I can't. And I get nervous about it and I get worried that I'm going to fall off the treadmill all the time. So I have to like look at my feet and stuff. So I'm look, look at my feet, my neck hurts. Like it's just, it's really bad time. There's all these idiots in the gym. It's just like not good. So I'm looking around and no one has their mask on. Right. So like no one's got their mask on. I'm on the treadmill. No one has their mask on. Like people are like, doing like the easiest workouts of all time they're like oh man i can't wear this mask and there's me like busting out seven minute miles on the treadmill for a few miles which is by the way not great because our good friend nick kaufman can run like 10 miles with like six minute miles or better so so like i'm not doing anything i'm not bragging because it's really not that great but i'm working harder than them is what i'm trying to say so theoretically i'm working harder than them they're not wearing masks and uh so i got mad ob so you can call me a karen if you want but I just went on Twitter.com, went to my gym's oh, I know. Twitter page. What is Megaflex protesting? <laughs> LB, I, can, I can hear LB. He just muted his mic. He's, he said there was megaphones. <laughs> but, there, but LB, there's, so there's a, there's a Twitter account for my gym. I'm not going to – I think I've said the name of my gym, but I'm not going to say it because I'm slandering them. So there's a Twitter account. So I get on the Twitter account, LB, and I just sent him this message. And I said, you know, look, I'm in the gym – no one's wearing masks. You require a mask. This is the reason why I come here because I know I'm kind of safe here. And uh, there's no mask. And I would like for you guys to do something about it. And especially it makes you mad when the employees aren't doing anything. And I'm sorry for being a Karen or Chad, whatever you want to call me, but it, it, I don't like it. So they messaged me back and they were like, you know, we hear that. We understand. We're very sorry, but uh, you need to talk to your, you need to talk to the people at, like the members, not, not the members, but the, the employees at the gym, whatever, about this. And to that, I say, no, no I don't think I will. What, I'll, what I will actually do is if it's not fixed the next time I go in the gym, I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to get everyone on Twitter to retweet it. And it's going to go kaboom. And then you're going to shut down every gym across in, in entire America because Patriot Twitter has this kind of power. So you'll weep. You will weep because I will be posting the picture and I will say, wow, look at this gym. They don't care about anyone. And sure, maybe I will get kicked out of the gym for the rest of my life, but you know what? Worth it because I can find somewhere else to run and walk. So how about it's just that? funny because in my head I'm picturing you with this mask on, having to watch your feet, and I'm thinking of like 
four chicks like smoking hot just like doing yoga stretches and like booty shorts like right in front of you and everybody's like dude that guy is just like he doesn't even care this guy's a madman <laughs> all he cares about is <laughs> all he cares about is his feet this guy is really dedicated to the treadmill i thought and you were gonna say that I, I was looking at them because my eyes were down <laughs> i'm picturing like somebody on fire like right in front of you like screaming and you're just watching your feet people are like why isn't he helping that man and you're like Damn feet, stupid mask. I gotta get my f- no. I'm gonna fall off this treadmill. Everybody's just like they said, like somebody's this crazy stuff just going on right in front of you, and it's just I'm picturing like absolute chaos, and you're just watching your feet on the treadmill, just running. <laughs> it's really hard, man. It's really hard. You know, I'm, I've never been a treadmill runner, and I've I've off I have proposed this theory, and it's called uh, I think I think I called it marathon brain, marathon runner's brain theory. And uh, it's, it just goes, I'm sorry if you're a runner, like, sorry, Nick, if I offend you here, but like running is like, I, I think it might be a lot easier if you're like, not smart, because there's just not a lot of things you think about. Like for me, when I run, I'm like, oh man, if I step this way, I'm going to tear my Achilles. And I'm just like, <laughs> what about the Patriots? And then I'm thinking about like the election and then I'm thinking about this. And there's just like all sorts of things. And if you're like just dumb as a rock, you can just run all day and it doesn't matter because you're not really thinking about it. You have nothing on your mind. Just listen to your music, cruising around. And me, I've got to like, I've got to be a laser focus to run because I was like, nah, I'm just tired. I'm just going to stop running. I'm, I'm just not doing this. But, but if you're dumb, you potentially could have an advantage over me because I'm thinking maybe I'm dumb. Maybe it's, I'm just dumber because I think about all this stupid stuff on the treadmill. Like what? What? Maybe I got. I like to tweet this. You know, uh, I'm watching. You know, I saw this cat. Thought this cat video earlier was funny. Like, um, maybe I should go to Chick Fil A after this. There's just like so much going on. And so marathon runner theory. I'm not a marathon. And you're just watching your feet, and you know, there's just like man, fuck my feet. Jeez. (laughs) There's an old man getting CPR in front of you, and you're just watching your feet, and everybody's thinking. What? Help this man, please. We need you because you know you're the you're the big muscle guy, and they're all like, "We need you to help us carry this man out." You know, he's uh, he's on fire, <laughs> and you're just like, you got your earphones in, your your headphones in, and you got the the mask on, and you are just in the zone, counting steps as you're at step like ten thousand forty four. Just trying to say, telling yourself, like, okay, I got to get my right foot in front of my other foot. And then my like, okay, I got to get this foot in front of And there's, like, just, I, I don't know. It's like I said, I, I always thought a good skit would be to, like, have you meet this girl at the, you know, at the gym. And you're wearing your mask. And she's wearing her mask. And, you, you know, you don't, you think you set up a date. And you think, oh, man, you know, she's beautiful. I can't wait to do this. And then, then you see her and she's got, like, teeth growing out of her, like, face. And you just, you had no idea you know, what you were dealing with thanks to that mask. And it's the little things in life with these masks that you just don't think about, you know? I mean, you, for all we know, you you could have saved a man's life last week, but you were looking at your uh, your Nike, Air, <laughs> whatever they would be. <laughs> yeah, you actually. Uh, yeah, I do. I wear, I'm, you know, sorry to all the, like, the bad labor <laughs> laws that goes into all sorts of Nike products. They, they cost, like, five cents to make, and we pay, we pay like, $80 for Yeah. I am the the other thing I like about the mask it'll be is that when I'm at the grocery store and people make me mad, I can just like mumble like insults at them. And they, have, they just think I'm the nicest guy in the world with my mask on. Like, man, look at this guy. He's so nice. You know, he's let, he, let, he just let me cut in front of him and 
He didn't say a word. I actually did. Bryson's, Bryson's piling five-hour energies into his pockets because he's thinking to myself, they have no idea who I am. They can't see my face. <laughs> you're wearing one of your, like, I'm, I'm not saying you'd ever do that, by the way. I know you wouldn't. I'm just, I'm just picturing some of these crazy things in here, and, like, you're just like, hey, they'll never see my face again. Here we go. You're looking yeah, they, right at the camera waving. They got to make a Netflix docuseries about, like, uh, some serial killer that, use the mask to like just like kidnap it's, a bunch of people and stuff i mean honestly think it's true though you just said it's, i mean think about if if they're looking to piece together evidence right and they say okay well we think that this person is in this store at this time you know how they do that they piece together evidence like their aaron hernandez thing we saw videos of him at um at the um the little gas station around the corner where he was going to get his blunt wraps and and bubble gum and um you know, imagine now you might not even know it's him. You know, of course, he has all those tattoos and, you know, he's a giant football player. <laughs> so you probably pick up on it. But what you just said is kind of true. I mean, for an average human being, they could be relying on information like that. Now they just simply don't have it. You can't see their face. It's kind of true, man. I mean, there's a reason hey. Michael Myers wears that mask and Jason Voorhees wears that <laughs> hockey mask. They're wearing that mask for a reason, buddy. Yeah, the, to protect from pandemics. <laughs> they knew it was coming. Michael Myers, big, big on. Uh, Michael Myers does not want to spread coronavirus. He's not trying to get anybody sick. What a guy. Good, a very good man. A true patriot, if you will. A true hero. Just like you, LB. Thanks for coming on the podcast once again, LB. I'm headed out, actually, to Chick fil A. I will see you later, LB. Thanks for coming to the podcast. And uh, I kind of hope the Patriots lose this week, but go Pats. <laughs> Fun as always, man. I appreciate it. We'll see. I'm at the point of if they win, you know, good. It's good for my sanity. If they lose, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to actually have a, have a pick here. And, you know, that would also be good. So we love it. Go Patriots. And it's always, as, as, as always, man, I had a great time. Thanks for having me on. Later, buddy.